hey, uh, got a lot to talk about. Told you um, it was coming. Remember the old uh, chalk it under elections have consequences? We talked about this a lot during the election. We had a lot of people that would say, what is Joe Biden, if he becomes president, going to do about guns? Well, it's kind of a, it's a little bit of a mixed bag. Uh, the president announced today um, that he, is, uh, he called gun violence an epidemic and an embarrassment. And uh, he's going to crack down as much as he can through executive order. And, and one of the things that uh, he's cracking down on are ghost guns. And uh, ghost guns are basically, they're kind of uh, guns that can be assembled from pieces. And they don't have serial numbers on them. And there's currently, uh, they say there's a loophole that has to be removed. And so that is one of the things that President Biden highlighted uh, ghost guns. Uh, also, he wants to uh, have s restrictions on what they call the stabilizing braces, and those are for short-barreled rifles. And basically, it's a it's it's a foldable little uh, brace that you put in your shoulder. It takes a what would be considered a pistol and makes it into a short-barreled rifle. Uh, a couple of other things of interest during. Uh, this press conference, and, and, and let's make this really, really clear. The president said on the campaign that this would be one of the first things after his first day in office that he was going to uh, move these initiatives. Uh, and, you know, we know that what people say on the campaign trail, sometimes, you know, you're confronted with other issues. Uh, but there is no question about it. Uh, there, uh, with these two recent shootings, uh, that uh, the, the, the president was getting some pressure, and so he came out today uh, with executive orders. Uh, again, the ghost guns being uh, number one. He's wanting to, to try to somehow rein in these stabilizing braces. Uh, he called for legislation. Uh, he wants there to be legislation to make the red flag laws uh, a national law. And, um, you know, some of the other things that didn't get a lot of attention... Uh, the president said that he wants to also uh, make it so gun makers should lose liability protections. And that's been something that's been a, a, a point of contention uh, for some time. Now, look, uh, you know that that legislation will also include a ban, a ban on assault rifles uh, that we can no longer sell uh, these assault rifles. Um, it, it does not say anything about obviously trying to collect what could be 15 to 20 million assault rifles that are currently in the country. And this isn't, uh, this is territory that President Biden is very familiar with. When he was Senator Biden, he was the chairman of the very powerful Senate Judiciary Committee. And he led the effort uh, in 1994. The, the, the crime bill of 1994 that provided a 10, uh, there was a 10-year moratorium on selling assault-style weapons. After 1994, as we all know, uh, that, that, law, that law was not reenacted, and so the sun set uh, on that law, and since then, uh, you've been able to purchase uh, these type of weapons. 
Uh, now, there is one thing about having an executive order. I've made it very clear about my position on executive orders. I don't like them. I didn't like them when Trump did it. I didn't like it when any of them did it. Uh, because, again, I think it's uh, presidents get frustrated. They get frustrated that Congress doesn't move fast enough for their liking. And so they think that, well, you know, we could do these executive orders. And I've told you before what executive orders are for. They should be directives to their government, federal government agencies that say things like, for instance, you know, if you come into a federal building, you must wear a mask. Well, that could be something that's contained in an executive order. It's in a directive it's a directive to those federal agencies. And, and so, I, I, look, when this executive order, I, I, the ink is not dry, I'm sure uh, that there will be lawsuits uh, from the gun rights advocates, specifically the NRA. The president uh, made it very clear uh, that he did not believe that this was an infringement uh, on our Second Amendment rights. And I've been also very clear. There are things. Uh, uh, the Second Amendment is not a, uh, a provision of our Constitution that says anybody can buy a gun for any reason whatsoever and anybody in the world can have a gun for any reason whatsoever. It just does not work that way. Um, and, and so we have to take that into consideration. And, and, but there will be lawsuits, absolutely. Um, and I'm sure that they will be attacked, uh, uh, the, the executive order uh, will be attacked from the standpoint, again, of this executive order that is usurping the authority of Congress, and these should be enacted uh, by legislation. And, and there's a wish list, as I said to you. There was a wish list for legislation, specifically the gun makers losing their uh, liability protections, the national red flag law, uh, anything that he does uh, as far as a, an assault weapons ban. Uh, I didn't know. I, I Look, I, there, there was a part of me that thought that that would be included, uh, at least try to include that in the um, executive order, but I'm, I'm sure that the lawyers were just like, it, it won't hold up. Um, yeah, that That's not going to make it. And so, uh, but again, it, it was today that the president is saying, that he wants to make this uh, a priority. Uh, he wants, he, in fact, he said that gun makers, uh, the liability issue, um, he said that's one of his top priorities. He wants to push very, very hard for that. Uh, and so um, I'm sure that uh, the, the plaintiff's bar will be very happy uh, to see that. Uh, I think that will be a very tall order. I think any of this, from a legislative standpoint, is going to be a very, very tall order. We are a very divided Congress, uh, as you all know. Uh, and, and I know you get tired of me hearing me say it, uh, but the Joe Manchin effect takes place as well. Joe Manchin, senator from West Virginia, a very pro-gun state. And so um, that, that has, to be, uh, has to be taken into consideration. Then we also get into the whole idea of the 60 votes required to end debate. Let's get to the calls. Ethan, you're on News Radio KQB. Welcome, Ethan. Hey there, Darren. Happy Thursday. Happy to you, man. How are you? Doing good. Hanging in there. What, Tell me what you get think. My vaccine. Oh, yeah. yeah let me, what, let's get right into it. Yeah. Let's get right into it, Darren, the, the, because I love getting into the weeds about politics and I love getting into the weeds about guns, so this is right up my alley. 
I don't think that I honestly do not think that Biden uh, is going to achieve the intended purpose um, with some of these restrictions uh, by executive order. And I'd focus on the pistol brace, for example. Mm-hmm. Well, Darren, I don't know if you own I know you own uh, I've heard you say that you own uh, AR-15s. Do you own any AR pistols? I don't. I don't. Okay. I own a couple myself. And basically what they are is an AR-15 with a shorter barrel, shorter than 16 inches. And instead of a traditional rifle stock, it's a pistol brace. That's how they, the manufacturers got around the notion of selling a short-barreled rifle, which is essentially mm-hmm. what they are. They sell them with a shorter barrel, but with the pistol brace, which classifies them as a pistol. So you have to be mm-hmm. 21 to buy them, not 18, like the rifles. Okay? So... But but by by regulating pistol braces, <clears throat> I don't know if you've ever taken apart an AR-15, Darren. But the but the stock slides right off. You lift a latch, you pull it all the way back, and that exposes underneath what is called the buffer tube, and that's the right. same with an AR pistol. And so I'm trying not to get too deep into the weeds here. But, I got gotcha. you. But basically, what I'm saying, what I'm really getting at is the 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 AR pistol functions exactly the same way with a brace on it or without a brace on it just like the ar rifle if you ever fired your ar rifle darren and you decide just for fun you want to take the stock off you slide that off of the back the rifle still functions exactly the same it fires bullets as fast as you can pull the trigger however many rounds are in the magazine and it's the same with a pistol so let's just say that Joe Biden decides to, by executive order, ban the pistol brace. Well, all manufacturers are going to do, like Ruger and Smith & Wesson, is they're going to ship the guns, the AR pistols, without the brace to their retailers, and retailers will sell them without the brace. It doesn't change really anything. All the brace does is allow you to hold it up against your arm and, like, you wrap it around your forearm, which helps right. stabilize the short some people put it against their shoulder. They're not really supposed to do that, although there, there's some gray area there. But my only point is that it's not going to achieve any intended function because let's say you intended to commit a crime with your AR pistol just and you didn't, couldn't get the brace. Well, you can still take the AR uh, without the brace and do as much damage as you would with the brace. Exactly. So that, I yeah. just think that there's there, – it's, it's rather pointless and sort of like – I. I almost feel like it's lip service. And let me just say this part, Darren. It's very uh, instructive what Joe Biden did not say today. (laughs) Notice that he did not say he was going to take any executive action against, for example, high-capacity magazines or Mm -hmm. so-called, quote-unquote, assault rifles uh, or assault weapons. He knows he can't do that because he needs legislative action for that. Right. He, he has to get that through Congress to do that by law. And, and as you and I have talked about before, Joe Manchin, who is not even in favor of strengthening background checks, he's not going to let an assault weapons ban or a high-capacity magazine ban get through legislatively because that would be the end of his career in West Virginia. Yeah. So I think this is kind of a, lo- a much ado about nothing. There's not really much substance here, Darren. I do think it's just a lot of of liberal lip service, and I say that as a liberal who supports Joe Biden. Yeah. yeah. Now, let me ask you this, Ethan. Again, I'm not an attorney. I just play one on the radio. 
But don't you think, because of what you just said, I think it's very important. And look, you weren't in the weeds. I think this is a very good clarification. I think the challenge to this um, by executive order, and obviously the, the president is saying it'll be a directive by ATF, I think this is the most vulnerable because what you're in essence doing is you're controlling the sale of a rifle. Short barrel rifle, but it's still a rifle. Right. Right. And, so I, don't, and again, I, think, I, yeah. I, I, do, I do think that will be challenged. And I also think that, you know, he's going to nominate a director for the ATF. Keep yes. an eye on that nominee, Darren, because he may be more willing to uh, issue directives via the ATF, who classifies all these things to begin with, than maybe past ATF directors have been. And there hasn't been an ATF director since, like, 2015 or something like that. Yeah, and just so everybody knows, uh, his name is David Chip Chipman, and he is mm -hmm. currently a, Caesar, a senior advisor to Gabby Giffords, uh, 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 gun control group. Uh, we all know Gabby Giffords was a congresswoman in Arizona. She was... Uh, injured in a 2011 mass shooting right 2011 mm -hmm, yeah. that's right and so uh boy i'll tell you i, I agree with it uh, ethan um i don't th as i said i knew some of this was coming i think the thing that's going to get the most talk is chipman the uh, the appointment of chipman agreed I, in fact that's who i'm you, you know biden cannot do very much by himself and he nope. can't do very much legislatively because of Joe Manchin. But Chipman might be able to do some things. It really depends on how ferocious he is uh, an anti -gun, as an anti-gun ATF director. He might not be that ferocious. I don't know yet, but that's where, that's where my eyes are going to be over the next year or two. Yep. Take care. Uh, I, Ethan, I appreciate it very much. And Ethan is, is right. Look, I don't think Chipman's going to go in there to be a wallflower by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, and I think that's going to get a lot of the conversation, uh, uh, the pushback. And that may, be, that may be a nomination that might get a little trouble. There's no question about it. Uh, but uh, I agree. I, I agree with Ethan on this, it, it, that um, it will be challenged, even though it's going to come out of ATF. Uh, I just don't think uh, the president knows that he's got to have Congress to make a lot of these changes. Uh, and, and, and very noticeable uh, by its absence. Uh, extended magazines and ARs. Let's get back to it. Rick, you're on News Radio KKOB. Welcome to the show, Rick. Hi, Darren. How are you today? I'm well, Rick. How are you? Oh, I'm all right. I'm a 73 year old disabled veteran, and I normally don't call into any kind of show, but, and on top of that, I only agree with you about 50% of the time. But That's I'm a good record. <laughs> I'm scared of in this country right now. Joe Biden, I got a question for you. Is he really that dumb? I mean, I, I didn't vote for him, but I support him because he's the president. But, I mean, he keeps coming up with all this stuff that is so frivolous. I mean, ghost guns and AR-15 rifles. I mean, if he wants to do something, correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but I, I saw some kind of report more than once that the majority of killings, especially in the big cities, is done by illegal guns. So if you wanted to do something, why don't they stiffen the penalties on people that sell or buy illegal weapons? And That's a great on question. Top that, on top of that, the border is running amok, 
and we have all these criminals and MS-13 people coming across, and it, it's driving me nuts. I mean, people, don't they realize that when we let 18,000 children into the country, or more than that, when you talk about the adults, that we're the ones that are paying for their medical and their unemployment and insurance and everything else? I mean, this country can't go on like that forever. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It scares the hell out of me. Yeah. Well, Rick, I appreciate the call. Let me respond. Uh, President Biden is not dumb. Uh, he is a progressive Democrat. Uh, and, you know, I, I got to tell you, Rick, elections have consequences. Uh, this is not anything that Joe Biden, like, hid from us. He said that he was against assault rifles. He, he, he As I said, he led the charge in 1994. He absolutely did when he was the chairman of the of the Judiciary Committee. And and so um, I just have to say to you, Rick, look, I understand there's a lot of people that will be upset with this. But this goes back to elections have consequences. Now, it doesn't mean that that can't change. Uh, but <laughs> this is what happens, right? This is exactly what happens. The man said when he ran for office he wanted to do something about guns. Your argument is very well placed. I don't think many people that buy guns legally uh, are committing crimes with them. Now, we do know in, in some of these mass shootings, they, they purchased their weapons legally. Uh, and so, but yeah, no, and when you say, well, what about the border? I would say to you, uh, I'm speaking with my political hat now, is that now Joe Biden has shifted attention away from the border uh, to gun control. And so, um, again, I, that may sound to you like, well, that's, you really think that that's not just, he just, no, well, again, everything has a, a political list to it, if you would. And, and so the, the president has, right, the border, the border is a crisis. He knows it's a crisis. And sometimes, you know, they, as politicians, they'll do things to kind of divert your attention away from one issue to another. But, but President Biden is not dumb. He is a progressive Democrat. And he has a, a base that wants him to do this. And he speaks, uh, he speaks as though he has a mandate. He was elected pretty handily. Um, you know, it, 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 I wouldn't say, well, if you use President Trump's uh, definition of it, it was a landslide. So he thinks he has a mandate as president being newly elected. There's also a period of, uh, you know, this, this kind of, all right, I've got 100 days. I've got to get, i, I got to, you know, the big ticket items. The president's problem lies with the Congress and how divided it currently is. Uh, my sense is of this, uh, Rick, and again, I, I say it again, the president is not stupid. He's not dumb. Uh, he is somebody, he understands politics. Uh, he's been doing it a long time. He understands that if he waited for Congress to do something, he might have to wait a long time. And so he's at least doing some things that he feels uh, will address his base. Uh, you know, we, we've, we've heard some, you know, there's been some rumblings that he hasn't done this sooner. Uh, as I said, I'm going to go back, move away from the whole thing of the ghost guns and the braces. Uh, I think there's going to be a, a lot of heat over David Chipman, who's a, 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 obviously he is a, um, he's opposed to ARs. I'm sure he's opposed to the extended magazines. Uh, 
uh, and and he is somebody that comes from a gun control group, and that's going to get people nervous, and so that may be a difficult that may be uh, difficult for him. Uh, and I'm not saying that the president did this. You know, ah, what do we care if he doesn't get confirmed? All presidents com- care. Uh, they don't make messages out of their appointments from the standpoint of, well, if he doesn't get appointed uh, or confirmed, it's it's okay. No, I, I don't believe that. Uh, I believe that the president, and remember, uh, the thing with Chipman is he is a retired ATF. He's retired from the ATF. Um, but he's somebody that, again, he fits that the policy uh, positions of the president and and the base of the left. And, and and I get, look, I understand that people will disagree with his position on this. Uh, but he satisfies his base by coming out and saying, look, this is what I think I can do uh, by way of executive order, and then make these requests of Congress to do more. And And I can tell you it's easier said than done right now. Guns, no matter what. Uh, it is a very, very emotional issue. Uh, the president made it very clear today. Look, I, I, I don't think I'm infringing on your Second Amendment rights. That's not the way it will be perceived. Uh, he, he has said since the beginning of time that the, um, the, the Second Amendment didn't mean everybody gets a gun. He also makes reference to the old, you know, you can't yell, there's freedom of speech, but you can't yell fire in a crowded movie theater. And he's right. And, and so, uh, uh, you, and I support him on that. And too, I, I don't believe that the Second Amendment means everybody, anybody can have a gun. It doesn't mean that. But these are, uh, again, this is nothing, uh, the, the president is very politically astute. He understands this game better than anyone. And he knows that he would have taken a lot of heat for not doing it. Um, and taking some heat for doing it. But as far as his congressional wish list, uh, it's going to be tough. You heard Ethan say uh, he did not mention ARs. He did not mention extended magazines. And and that's going to be tough. It will be. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll take more of your calls. Uh, we're talking about the president's executive order. He has come out uh, for controlling ghost guns. And let me just say, I'm with him on that. I, I, uh, law-abiding citizens, uh, there's no need for ghost guns. There, there are no need for ghost guns, and I'm fine with that. Uh, and so, fine, let's do it. Let's get the ghost guns uh, under control. Uh, other parts of it, I don't. President Biden today rolled out what he would like to see as his wish list. He's asking the uh, Department of Justice, ATF, to restrict uh, ghost guns. Uh, he, you also heard uh, we talked about the braces uh, for short barrel rifles as well and some other things he's calling on Congress uh, to, to take action. Let's get back to the calls. Johnny, you're on News Radio KKOB. Welcome, Johnny. Hey, good afternoon. Hello. A uh, couple things. One, um, you know, my grandfather on one side was a rancher, the other one on the other side is a farmer. They made guns for the last, ever since I was a little boy, they were making guns. I need a couple of plumbing supplies, and you can make a gun. And they used it for on the ranch and on the farm, and so there was a jit. But getting back to the, to the ghost guns, now I don't have anything. I don't have any ghost guns. Uh, I have. I personally don't. My collection is what I got for hunting and whatever I do. But I'm I'm 
I'm opposed to them coming against ghost guns because it's nothing more than more government control. And I don't think Biden is smart at all. You said he was smart. I think he may have been back in his day. But uh, I don't Johnny, think don't, don't go to don't go to these old and well, stupid. Let me, let me okay. Let me finish. It's not 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 about being old. But I'm what I want to say is he is surrounded. You said back by in the day, but you said back in the day he was. So okay, obviously, he's not as sharp as he used to be. Let me put right. it that way. He's not as sharp. Okay, as he used to be, okay, except that, and he's surrounded by a bunch of people who are progressives and are very smart. And there's a lot of liberal types, and so if you think that they're going against or coming against something that's insignificant, you're 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 wrong. Because this is nothing more than incrementalism. We're going to let them take this. We'll let them take this. We'll let them take that. Before you know it, we got nothing. You know, Remington has filed for bankruptcy again. And they yeah. win their court cases, but they keep taking them to task. They keep taking them to court, and they can't afford the legal battles. So yeah. this is there. there is a strategy here, and that's why I'm against anything that's going to come against my, my ability to, to have a firearm freely. And Biden's problem is not with the Congress. It's with the Constitution. And there's a reason the Constitution was set up that way. We shouldn't have any of our rights to firearm infringed because we were warned that there are governments that, are, that can be malicious. And, we know, we live in a beautiful America, so we don't think that can happen. But it can happen. So, so Johnny, you're thinking, Johnny, you're thinking some hardcore felon who's just been a career criminal uh, that has hurt people in the past and he has a history, you think it's okay for him to have a firearm and he should be able to just walk in to a gun store no. and buy a firearm? No, and we have laws against that right now. Well, but, but that's not is, what you said, though. But, you said but there the shouldn't be any is, constitutional infringement against guns, and one of them is well, that you can't buy them if you're a, fire, a felon. Oh, okay, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But it's illegal okay. for him to have a gun, and we know it's illegal for him to have a gun, and we know that he's going to get a gun if he wants a gun. Yes. So laws, laws only work for the law abiding, and we need to understand that. There's a speed limit. I, you know what? I'll confess. I, I broke the speed limit right now coming to work. I'm working in the evening shift. Yeah. I broke the speed limit. But it's only for the law abiding. Now, if I was to get a ticket, it's because I broke the law. Right. You, know? you pay it. Um, so the laws that infringe upon people's rights to have a firearm only work for those that are law-abiding. And so when you take anything away, of whether it be a bump stock or, or, a, or a digital trigger or whatever, you take any of that stuff away, you're coming against a law-abiding individual because the, the, the lawbreaker is going to break the law regardless. Okay. Now, I want to go back to one other thing that you said. You said that um, Joe Biden surrounded himself by, with a bunch of progressive, progressive types. What did you expect him to surround himself with? Not surely, not a bunch no, of conservative I full, Republicans. I, full, I fully expect him to do that. Okay. I fully expect him to do that. So, you know, okay, back in the, a few years ago, I can't even say back in the day now because you'd be upset. So, a few years ago, I was running uh, a military recruiting office. When a certain mm -hmm. president came into office, it was amazing to me how the next day we had new regulations. These regulations had been in; they had been getting written for years and years and years. And the day he stepped in office, boom, things got changed. Now, you and I both know if a government employee, a government agency wants to uh, get something built, they got to go through all this red tape. They want to buy this. They got to go through all that red tape, all this crazy stuff. But it, it was amazing to me how when we got a new administration, overnight we had new regulations. These things but, but, have been in script for years. And so Johnny, when Biden stepped into office, 
he had a lot of people already been in his ear, and then a lot of people, a lot of teams working to set an agenda in place. Johnny, how did President Trump change all the environmental regulations? Well, he changed a lot of them. Yeah, he but did. how did he do I'm it? Not, how, no, I'm it's sure fair. Come on now, fair is fair. How yeah, did he, he do it? He, he changed a lot of them with uh, with executive action. He did right. So you, I, I hope that you were outraged by that too. Uh, for a lot of it, but not not most of it. There you go, yeah, and that's the it, type. Most no, because Johnny, because you're okay with it. That's the problem. That's where we get it. You're fine with it as long as it fits my narrative and what I believe. I'm okay with it. But the minute it goes against the grain of what I believe, you're not. And we've got to, we really, that's what I'm saying. I don't like executive orders. That's the reason why we have branches of government, folks. Uh, Trump was wrong when he did it. Biden is wrong when he does it. Obama, Bush, whoever. And if you notice, we're doing it more and more. Because if we don't like that Congress doesn't get anything done, which they don't, then I'll just do it myself. And that's where we've got to stop. Johnny, it has to stop uh, because it's not the way our government was set up. And, and you're right. That's what I'm saying. I, you know, I was okay with some of it. Well, because you believed in it and, and it fit the narrative that you subscribed to. And we got to stop doing that. Let's get back to the calls. Sam, you're on News Radio KKOB. Welcome, Sam. Hey, Darren. How are you? I'm well. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, first off, I kind of agree with the ghost gun one. I mean, that's the same as somebody maybe getting a gun and then, you know, taking the code off of it. Yep. Um, so I understand that. But, and I don't know if I'm right. I haven't looked a whole lot into it, but ones I have heard, the shootings are usually done by somebody who's never had a gun before or something, and then maybe something personal or mental is going on. Um, so instead of banning, like, guns and stuff like that, uh, you know, wouldn't it be easier to implement more, make it just harder to get a gun? as opposed to just banning guns. So, like, maybe do, like, a weapons training deal to be like, yeah, no, they're certified, they know how to use it. Background check, obviously, if they pass that, then okay. But then I know it's probably weird, but, like, a mental health check. Yeah, and the problem... I prob wanted to see I, your opinion. I, Sam, I appreciate that, and I do. Um, we're, obviously, the part of the announcement today was that the uh, president wanted to see, basically, a national red flag law. Uh, to right. deal with mental health issues, I got to tell you, it's it's we have to be careful to say, um, you know what? How do you adjudicate a person as having a mental health problem, right? And, and so yeah. uh, we have to be very careful with that. Right now, basically, it says the courts have to have adjudicated somebody as having a mental health problem, and, and some people think that that's not enough. Um, and so it that is a slippery slope. I get it. Um, you know, I, I don't want the government saying, well, you know, that they have stress and anxiety. Well, who the hell doesn't? Um, and, and so I, I see where you're coming because you're right. Uh, some of these uh, horrific mass shootings have been uh, people that uh, weren't necessarily had been adjudicated as having mental health issues. Um, but it's clear from looking at some of their writings and postings uh, there was something going on there. But we need to be very, very careful. Look, I, I didn't oppose the red flag laws. What I did was I, 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 you know, I look, I have problems with I didn't want to let the family do it. Uh, everything is put on law enforcement. Well, the law, let the law enforcement officer do it. 
Um, no, let the, let the family do it. Let them go to the judge and say, here are the reasons why we believe um, they should have their guns taken. Uh, so, okay. Sam, I don't disagree with you. It's a good call. Um, you know, I agree with you. The ghost guns, you, it's illegal to have a gun right now where you uh, shave off the, 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 the serial number. But the, yeah. then why is it okay to make one like that? Well, exactly, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I agree. They do kind of put everything on law enforcement, which isn't always fair um, yeah. or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, I guess the slippery slope, I see that with the mental thing. But I still think, like, maybe if they did, like, you do have to have some kind of weapons training, just make it a little bit. You know, because if they pass the background check, then they don't know. If they have at least weapons training, it might make discourage them to go through the class and everything. But yeah, I don't know. yeah, no, Sam. It's a, it, again. You know what it is, Sam, and I appreciate the call very much. The, the, and this is what I'm saying. These are your your. This is a common sense discussion about a very complex issue. And you know, I, I being a gun owner, I am a Second Amendment advocate. Um, I don't want the government taking my guns. I don't want them putting restrictions on me being a law-abiding gun owner. I don't want them coming in and going, oh, yeah, thanks, uh, you know, because let's face it, there's a lot of folks out there that think, you know, they'd say, well, that Darren White is nuts. Do you ever hear some of the stuff that he says? Uh, did you ever hear what this person said? Now, they shouldn't own a gun. And that's my point. We have to be very careful. Um, right now, the law is you've had to be in, have been adjudicated. But we also know, Sam, you're absolutely right. There are many people that are able to get past that because no one has ever uh, had to have the person. The cops, you know, police have not had to go to their house. They, they have not been, uh, there's not been a, a commitment made, things like that. And so it is a very tough call. Uh, and it's not something that I would propose to you that I have the answer to. But I do believe that there are common sense restrictions that can be placed on gun ownership. Uh, that uh, and, and it goes back to what I was saying. This is why I get so upset with you know, this congresswoman from Colorado. You know, when she does her little press deals and she hangs her, uh, she puts her guns up, her, her ARs, you know, up on her uh, the shelf behind her, stacked up in some ridiculous way. Responsible gun owners don't do that. She's using them as a prop. And she does more to hurt responsible gun owners by trying to make a political point or score a political point with the base. And when I saw that, I was disgusted by it. But I get what she's trying to do. She's trying to get grab headlines. Well, I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in, in, like Sam, having an honest discussion about some of the things that we can do uh, to ensure that our Second Amendment rights are upheld, but at the same time, protecting people. To just simply say these mass shootings to hell with it. Who cares? You know, not, uh, that's my, not my Second Amendment. No, it doesn't work that way. And, and so that's what I'm saying. Let's have an uh, they're, they're not easy answers, folks. They're not. But there, there has to be a discussion about what restrictions we can place on guns uh, and, and ensure that those of us who are law-abiding, uh, again, I already said, government's not coming, they're not knocking on our door, they're not going to take our guns. That's not going to happen. But there's going to be a move. Uh, the magazines, the extended magazines, the ARs, they're going to try. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. 
It doesn't mean they're not going to try. But let's have a discussion about how we can be protected as law-abiding gun owners. Talking about President Biden's push for executive orders coming out of the ATF, controlling ghost guns, braces for short-barreled firearms, and then a long list of items he would like Congress to take up. And I will tell you, it'll be a very tough, tall order to get that. Let's get back to the calls. Ron, you're on News Radio KKOB. Welcome to the show, Ron. Hey, Darren, how are you? I'm well, thank you. How about yourself? I'm just frustrated because I, I don't know that this is any different issue than immigration because it doesn't seem like this is anything they even want to solve. They just want it to be an issue that they can pull out whenever they need to make their base happy. Or you know, I'm talking about both sides. So don't pin me down on a, on a side. Yeah, no, no. Because they're not they, – how, how, every time we have a surge at the border – then immigration is a topic and an issue, and they're arguing. Every time we have a mass shooting, like I don't know if anyone brought up the, the football player that shot five people today. What was it yesterday? I think it was. No, I think like it's today. Of, I think it's okay, today. Ron. So, yeah, he used to play for the 49ers. So, okay, he did it. They don't even know why. He shot his own doctor, actually, and then he shot his family and then himself. So, but. We're still talking about gun control because the last mass shooting, which was a couple, three or four, whatever, it, it, it all becomes a blur. Yeah. But they never solve it. That's my point. And we'll move on to something else. Right. And and and, and, and instead, the president's talking about a hand grip. The hand grip well, isn't going to fix anything. And and when when those people got shot in Las Vegas, Trump the bump. tried to ban the bump stock. He did. He did. Well, but I didn't even know what a bump stock was. I had to Google that, and I was like, that's the stupidest piece of equipment I've ever heard of. Mike, you're on News Radio KKOB. Welcome, Mike. I don't know if you want to call me a liberal, but I think the Democrats, Joe Biden, he needs to stay away from this gun issue because what happens is we lose elections because the Republican base, they're going to energize, they're going to get donations, and then we're going to end up with a Donald, we'll end up with Donald Trump Jr. Because he's going to save the world, because he's going to say the Second Amendment. And one more comment, Darren. Um, I think the Second Amendment was the worst thing that our founding fathers ever created. It was a nightmare. Had we not been, had we not, if, we, if the Second Amendment never existed, we would be a lot better country. Uh, that's, you're, I, that's what I want to say, Darren. Yeah, no, you're, uh, Mike, you're, you know, you're subject to your, everybody has an opinion. And, and that's the, the beauty of it, Mike. I get. I look. You're not the only person I know that thinks that. There's a lot of people that think that. Um, you know, they they say, look. Uh, obviously, when we had our constitution put in place, that there was a need uh, for a well-regulated militia. And and the, you know, does it still apply today? Is it still? Well, I say yes. And where I come from, well, maybe I don't have to protect myself from the British or, or other foreign adversaries necessarily. But I do believe that you have a right to protect yourself and your family. And so that it, it, uh, also, I like, I'm, I, I'm not allowed to tell you how many guns I have anymore. I was told I can't do that anymore. Uh, but I do enjoy... Uh, my guns. I do enjoy shooting my guns. 
Uh, but more than anything else, I like being able to protect myself and my family. And I know that I can do that with a firearm. Uh, but no, Mike, I, 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 you're not alone in people that I've had conversations with about uh, who can't stand the Second Amendment and think it's something that um, you know, it should have a shelf life and, and there's no need for it anymore. Um, and, and, and I disagree. I, I do. Uh, because, again, I know that we should be able to, and you should have a right uh, to protect yourself. Um, but, yeah, I, believe me, you're not, you're not alone in, in, that, in that position. The question is, as we get back to this executive order, is does this go too far? The president said very clearly today, that he believes the uh, restrictions that he's asking for are not an attack on the Second Amendment. He thinks these are reasonable restrictions that don't affect law-abiding gun owners. And that is going to be the topic of debate. It, it, as I said, you've heard, we, we talked about the ghost, the ghost guns. Right, I, I I I agree with Sam. I, I have no problem with that. If you take a gun right now and you scrape off the serial number, you just broke federal law. Well, why can you make a gun that doesn't have a serial number? And again, I'm a law-abiding, but I don't need to buy my guns uh, the way I always buy my guns. And so the right way, the legal way. But, uh, yeah, no, no, like it's okay. I mean, I, I understand where you're coming from. There's a lot of people that just think that um, it's an outdated constitutional amendment that uh, its time has come. Uh, but that is not going to change. We're not going to have a constitutional amendment passed in this country. I mean, we may never have another one passed again. And so the Second Amendment is here to stay. And are these reasonable restrictions that the president is asking for, or, did, or do they go too far? Fred, you're on News Radio KKLB. Welcome, Fred. Hey, Darrell. Hello. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, I was looking at some, I think, 2018 Fed FBI statistics that say about 2% of the murders that year were committed with long guns. That's, you know, rifles and shotguns. Everything else was committed with something else. Mm -hmm. uh, on the other side of the coin, my wife and I were out shooting on a uh, just an open area, going to Madrid, you know, had a backstop, and we put up a target, it's tougher. All of a sudden, this guy comes in, puts an AK-47 out of his case, slams in an extended magazine, and just opens it up on the hillside to shoot it as fast as he can. That's mm. not responsible gun ownership. So, yes, we have some nuts like that out there, and, you know, that's why this, uh, particular question is so divisive. Yes. As far as uh, the executive order, you know, criminals are going to get guns no matter what. That's a given. But, you know, ghost guns that you can't trace, and I guess there's something you can actually make with uh, one of these printers that builds 3D. Yeah. You can shoot once and then throw away, and there's, you know, there's nothing. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, just putting my two cents in. No, it's good to. It, 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 hey, uh, Fred, it was worth it. It was a good two cents. Because you're right. And this is the thing, you know, when I see these uh, folks 
that call themselves Second Amendment uh, supporters, and they show up with these rallies, and they're wearing their camo, and they've got the, the, their AR strapped all over their bodies. And I go, what point are you trying to make? You make us, you make us all look like we're lunatics, like we have a screw loose in our head. You know, this congresswoman in Colorado doing her, <laughs> you know, it, it's got the gun strapped to a shelf behind her. That doesn't help the cause at all. And, and, and as I said, that's not how the people I know that have these type of weapons, that's not how they behave. And again, I don't like, I don't like the weapons being used as props. And I think they hurt the cause significantly. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Absolutely. Al, you're on News Radio KKOB. Welcome to the show, Al. Well, thank you for having me on. I hope you're doing well today. And yourself, too. I am. Thank you. Well, I'm stuck here in traffic, so I thought I'd call you. Woo! You know, that, that, that saying of uh, great minds think alike you used, it also works that small minds think alike, too. So always bear that in mind. But yes. My, my problem is, in about three of the last four mass shootings, the same thing was involved and the same problem was blamed, and that was antidepressants. And we've got a group of people that are prescribing antidepressants to people with guns. If you're not mentally stable enough to turn around and take care of your own mind, and we're going to need to prescribe drugs to you, the first thing they need to do is learn is lose the right to bear a gun. All right, but, but Al, let me stop you there. You can't. Okay. But please, I, I, and I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, just because somebody takes an antidepressant, um, I, 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 I got to caution you that I, I don't think that that in and of itself should be a, a should bar you. Uh, from owning a weapon, I, I, I do, that does not to me that does not equate to somebody that has what I would consider being a, adjudicated as a mental health problem. At the point that you are voluntarily taking those drugs, okay, if you've yeah. been committed to an institution and they're mandating you take these drugs, it's a little different. You probably should lose it there anyway. But if you are voluntarily taking these drugs and you're doing it for a duration of time, then to lose it for that duration of time and maybe six months after is not too much of an imposition for me uh, for me to see on somebody's rights. Now, I think I'm probably, you may not believe this, probably harder court of the right than anybody you're going to be talking to on, gun con on guns. I, That's fair. I grew up in Alaska remote. Mm -hmm. There was no such thing as calling the police. If you had a problem, you put your shotgun underneath your arm, you went out and handled it. And I can think of about a half a dozen times over the years that that's how the issue was handled. I can't think of one time you ever had to do anything but rack the shotgun and people got the point. So Agreed. I, think if, I think that if we're, if we're looking for logical ways of reducing gun violence where people are having major issues, the major issue that was tying in on about half these school shootings has always been either going on to or losing or coming off of antidepressants. The guy goes nuts. Okay. okay. 
I, Al, I appreciate it. I, I, look, I, I'm, I see where you're coming uh, again, but I don't want – one of the things I would not want to do is take somebody that has a – look, there's, there are a lot of people in this country that suffer from uh, some form of depression. Um, and any depression, I'm not sitting here going to tell you what, what, what on a scale to one to ten, but uh, obviously some people suffer at a more than others. But that, to me, and you know, you've heard me say this. I, you know, I took a lot of heat because I've supported the red flag laws, and, and I'm talking about there are just people, and maybe it is because I was a police officer. There are people that I have encountered that have no business whatsoever having access to a weapon. And, and, but that doesn't rise to the level that someone, you know, that may take an antidepressant, maybe a, like a mood stabilizer, just because somebody does that in this day and age. Um, besides, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of police officers that do too. Uh, you know, they suffer from a little anxiety. Uh, and, and that's why I said we have to be very careful with it. Um, and, and, and I appreciate what you're saying. I, I'm not just discounting you, Al, at all. Please don't think that. I, 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 I have seen those reports as well. But I think it's just too uh, much of a slippery slope. That is the other thing. Because then where does it stop? If they say, oh, anybody that takes any type of antidepressant or any type of mood stabilizer, you know, you can't carry a gun. That is a very slippery slope. We're at a, we're at a level now where you have to be adjudicated by a court of law that says, look, you're, you, you're, you suffer from some type of mental um, crisis uh, and adjudicated mentally unfit. Uh, and, and so maybe that's the extreme, but I, I just I got to caution. We have to be careful with that. Uh, and, and I would I'd be the first one to say, no, I don't I don't I think that goes just a little bit too far. But I appreciate where you're coming from on it. Rob, you're on News Radio KKB. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, any yes. chance to brag about my dad, I'm going to take. He uh, fought in War II, Korea, and Vietnam Army. Uh, enlisted guy. And about my 12th birthday, around that time period, uh, back in the early 70s, he taught me about the guns and so forth. And one of the comments he made to me when we got to the 38 special was he just wished they were all melted down and turned to uh, manual covers because all they did was kill people. But in the same following sentence he said never let them take them away <laughs> and yeah. for me you're, I'm one of those people that doesn't deserve because of my physical limitations to have a gun so I don't have one and um, I just wanted to make those comments yeah Rob I, I, I appreciate I, it I, I too I would fight for your right to have a weapon that, I mean if I could yeah. I would it, it's so important to the country yeah well you know, I'll tell you what's important to the country Rob is having somebody like your father World War II, Korea, and Vietnam. Oh, wow. if you could see DD-310s, you would just not yeah. believe the places he's been. Yeah. Well, God bless him. 30 years. Uh, 30 years. God yeah. bless him. Yeah, God bless him for sure, Rob. My dad was uh, World War II as well. Uh, he served in Guam. Uh, he got pretty messed up uh, as well. Uh, so God bless the greatest generation and anybody else that served. Um, but uh, I know what you meant by it, Rob. I did. We don't need to be melting down. I, I, I know what he said. Look, there was, um, boy, I'm telling you, I, I hate to say this, but there was a time, and, and maybe it was just because I grew up in, uh, outside of New York City, 
Uh, you know, the 38 Special was just, you know, it was the weapon of choice. I mean, that's all you heard about was the 38 Special. Uh, but I know what Rob meant by that. Is that, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a gun that's basically used by crooks. Um, you know, and again, going back to the law abiding, but don't, yeah, but don't get rid of them. Uh, and that's, you know, we go back to that, you know, somebody said, because I brought up, you know, it's like, uh, our soldiers uh, and our service members, uh, they fought for our rights. They fought for our rights. And the Second Amendment is a right. And, um, and, and so we, we do need to, regardless of where you are, uh, and I get, you know, there are people like Mike that don't like the Second Amendment anymore. Um, you know, I get that. I do. I don't agree with it, but I get it. Uh, and and it, but the other thing is, it, it's not going to change. Richard, you're on News Radio Kick. You'll be welcome, Richard. Richard? Thanks for having me. Yes. Um, my question was going to be, yeah, I actually answered it a little earlier when uh, you talked about the creep, you know, using um, mental faculties as a reason to slowly confiscate weapons. You kind of answered my initial question. So I guess my other question would be is... Did you just... You didn't call him a creep, though, right? What were you talking about? You called the guy a creep? No, no. Slow creep where you use, you know, mental... Thank you. Okay, yeah. Uh, Thank you. you. <laughs> All right, Richard, I... Start to take yeah. weapons, and then obviously yeah. it's snowballing. The slippery slope. The slippery slope, yes. Exactly. There you go. Um, yeah. So I guess my, that, you answered that earlier. So that was my initial question. My question now would be, um, obviously, a wise person once said, power comes out of the barrel of a gun, right? Um, and so why do powerful people always seem to want to take that power from everyday citizens? Because they're obviously not going to be giving up their guns, right? It would just be the average everyday citizen, the average person that would. So I guess why do you think they're always so focused on stripping us of said power? Uh, uh, the progressives? They don't like guns. They don't no, want people, guns. People, people in power, any people in power. Well, I don't think that that's, uh, believe me, uh, they, they, the people in power, Richard, have resisted. I mean, it was 1994, um, you know, 26 years ago, and the last time we've had, uh, 27 years ago, the last time that we had any type of real meaningful change to um, gun control, uh, with, and it only lasted for 10 years. Um, so it's been very difficult for uh, folks to change because, again, uh, the Second Amendment is very powerful. Uh, I will also say the NRA is very powerful. Uh, and they have been a uh, a huge influence on any type of gun control reform. Thank goodness. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. no, I, I appreciate it. No, Richard, um, I got... I, I, I'm not speaking for the left, but I think the first thing you'd say is, you know, they'd set their hair on fire when you they heard you say that. Uh, because it is very, very, and, and I'm telling you, this is a, mark my word, Joe Biden, our president, is going to find out how difficult it is to uh, enact gun control legislation. It's going to be very, I'm not talking about the House, even though the House is getting closer too. It might even be hard, close in the House. But it's difficult uh, for a variety of reasons. First and foremost being the Second Amendment. Uh, but I think there are a lot of like-minded people back there that recognize that there has to be some restrictions. Uh, you know, again, this is not a blanket. Just because there's a Second Amendment doesn't mean, you know, that means anybody can have a gun because it doesn't mean that. And it never has meant that. But I think the Second Amendment now, 
the way that I interpret it, because I think it is a working document. It's the right for someone to protect themselves and to protect others. That's all. I, I think that you have that right to protect yourself. And, and I don't want to do anything to take that away from you. 